presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Trista's out in Portland, Ryan and I, back in D.C. We got defensive props now. By the way, the Orioles up 5-0 on the Astros. Four more runs, baby. There Four you go. Four more runs, Peach. That's all we need going into the third inning. I should have bet Baltimore, too. Should have parlayed it. Should have done it. Should have done it. You're not a big parlay guy, but you were feeling no. the parlay before this, weren't you? On that one, I was. But then PJ shook his head on both of them and talked me out of it. Damn you. <laughs> you should buy me dinner tonight. Hey, Trista, I wish you were here. You know why? Big night here in Washington, D.C. You know how I always rip the uh, like the sports culture around here? Well, tonight is actually probably the biggest night for us DCians. Uh, the Little League World Series. Washington, D.C. up right now on Pennsylvania. 3-1. to one. We're in the top of the second. Unfortunately, Penn has the bases loaded with only one away. Joey Rosen on the mound. We do have a mound visit. Um, He's going through puberty. He's going Mm -hmm. through some things right now, and he can't locate his fastball, but I think we're going to be all right. So big night here in D.C., Little League World Series. We did bet Washington, D.C., minus 200 on the money line. What? No, people do people do people do bet on the Little League uh, World Series. I mean, bet. there is a market for it out there, but yeah. I we don't offer it because, you know, even we even we are not kidney that big. If you lose. Yeah. Yeah. But if anybody out there does want to bet on the Little League World Series, PJ's taking bets. Just follow him on Twitter. PJ's the bookie now? We yeah. take it you're the bookie PJ? Yeah. Little League Peach is what they call Little League. <laughs> Little League Peach. <laughs> Little League Peach. Little League. Yeah. Uh, last night we talked about uh, sacks, right? We went all down the list. Sacks on the season totals. Everybody didn't get a chance to get to interceptions. Interceptions is to me and sacks. That's like that's by far the two glamorous bets that you could have that people really want to get involved in, right? When it comes to defensive props for the season. Yeah. And then you look around and you go, oh, yeah. The really good corners are the ones that don't have huge prop numbers because nobody's throwing towards them. Like, I think we mentioned it maybe briefly last night, but Sauce Gardner's sitting at two. Two. Just two. Because just like Darrell Rivas years ago, it's a damn island and nobody's throwing his way. So those are the types of things you got to factor in early where, like, Sauce Gardner may only have. I'd like that may be a push if you're sitting at two, unless you can find like a two and a half or so, something along those lines and take the over. You could end up with a, he could just end up with two interceptions, and then it's a push when it's all said and done. It's a little bit of a harder market, I think, to bet on than even sacks. I'm glad that you started there though, because this mm-hmm. year, like, I probably wouldn't bet any of these right now. But if I was going to look at anybody, I actually might look at Sauce, even though it's only two. And like you said, nobody's really going to target Sauce because he's the best defensive back in the league, even though he's only going in, into his second year. But just because I believe in the Jets. I think they're going to be. You do. I never heard you say that. I think they're going to be a double-digit win team. Twelve wins. I think is the floor this season. Hard knocks tonight. I'm so excited. You brought up DVR early earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have to DVR it, but I, I'm going to go on true. the HBO or whatever. It's the just hell Max. Is. Now. Max, yeah, Max app. Uh, but I think the Jets are going to be uh, playing with some leads this year, and I think teams are going to have to throw the ball against them. So I would maybe actually look at a Sauce Gardner over two is such a low total. I know. I know. I mean, two picks. Trista, your guy Trayvon Diggs is at three and a half. Two years ago, he had 11, but just three last year. Because now people are starting to realize probably don't want to throw his way either. But the thing about him, right, he he takes more risks, which I feel like I'd be more comfortable taking the over on Trayvon Diggs at three and a half than Sauce Gardner at two, just with the fact that Trayvon Diggs lugs to go and try to make an interception. 
Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, you're talking about the the book on Trayvon is the fact that he's a very opportunistic corner, right? He's a guy who's really wanting to, to take the football away. And and Sauce is fine to just shut you down and put you on an island. And, and they're just different types of players. Uh, so I, I would probably take Diggs over Sauce, even though I like them both because – the sauce number is so low, you would mm-hmm. imagine that he'd find a way to, in that length of a season uh, to, to get one. I am curious about both of your takes on the Jesse Bates number that yeah. is sitting there at three. Uh, he's had three or more in four of his five seasons that he's played football, and now um, he's on a new team. I'm curious about the thoughts that go into this for you guys in terms of like the Atlanta Falcons defense. Yeah, no, I mean that's a really good question, and and I, I kind of agree actually. Going back really quick, just with what you said on Diggs, like if I was going to go with him or Sauce, I'd go over as well because I think he's even though he only had three last year, I don't know that he gets to eleven. But also on the other side again, now uh, you have to find Gilmore, so you can't just target the other side of the field like you've been able to in Dallas as well. But I would go over on Jesse Bates. Yeah. I like Atlanta this season. They spent a bunch of money in free agency on the defensive side of the ball. He just has to stay healthy, obviously, and. You know, look at the quarterback play in that division. You have some young quarterbacks, obviously, and then you have Derek Carr, who loves throwing picks. There's a good chance he throws 14 or 15 of them this season once again. So I would go over on him, and then I know he's older. I would even maybe look at the over on the Honey Badger. The Saints play the easiest schedule this season. They're going to see Desmond Ritter twice. They're going to see Bryce, who I know we love, but he's a rookie. Um, So I'd probably look at both of those safeties and go over, but... Yeah, I do like the look on Jesse Bates. I think he's going to have another big year, and I like Atlanta this season. Yeah, a lot. I mean, for last year for him, he he was brought in specifically to make plays, right? A defense that had completely struggled and did not generate a lot of turnovers. I I mean, when when you look at Atlanta, the one thing that really worries people, right, is that they may not be able to come back in games because you don't know what the quarterback play is going to be like. They're going to be counting on their run game, and they're be counting on their defense to maybe generate some extra possessions for them. So if you've got somebody like Jesse Bates that can go turn a team over, generate those extra possessions, if you're a little bit more aggressive, that gives you an opportunity maybe early in game to take some leads. And if the strategy is to do that defensively, it's going to help them out a lot because then you can go out there, you can run the football, you can eat some clock, you've got a lot of weapons in that backfield, and then there's not as much pressure on Desmond Ritter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... And it's going to be interesting to see what they do in that offense because I know it's preseason and it does not matter, but you saw the report today, obviously. Bijan's running back number three right now on the depth chart. Which is just hilarious. And it's funny, but, I mean, Patterson's been awesome. He's the backup. Tyler Algier just broke the Atlanta you know, rookie rushing record. He had over 1,000 yards himself. Um, I think they're all going to get touches, but... Yeah, they're going to be an interesting team this year, but I do think that Jesse Bates should have a good year. Another guy I was looking at, Emmanuel Forbes. Like I like rookies or younger players because they get picked on more. And if you mm-hmm. get a young total, uh, you know, a young total, a lower total, like two and a half. <laughs> it and could be a, young. It's a small you, number, you right? A, you, know? you have a decent DB on the other side. They're probably going to get picked on, and I do like him a lot. But I was looking at the number on Jair Alexander. He never gets targeted, same thing. Um Unless it's Terry McLaurin who torches him and Justin Jefferson who torched him once last season. But two and a half seems way too low. Because Stokes is back this year. It's year three. He's going to be healthy. I don't really love the safeties in Green Bay. Although Savage has been looking decent at practice. I think that says more about Jordan Love. But I'd probably play the over on Jair Alexander. I think two and a half is too low. I think he's going to have an all-pro year. And he's another year healthier coming off that shoulder injury too. You know, if Yeah, I agree with that. Jordan Poyer at, th- at three and a half... 
I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, he was so massively important to that Buffalo defense last year. We saw the fall off, Trista, where like once he was out of that, he was out of that that defense. They were a completely different team. He's gone over that number. I mean, just in the last two years alone, he had five in 2021. He had four in just 12 games in 2022. So Poyer sitting at three and a half. That's somebody Trista that I certainly like too. Just just given the fact that we saw if there were more opportunities, had he played a full season like he did last year, and for the most part, he's been healthy. He's played in 15, 16, 16. It's been 16 all the way through from. I mean, really, from 2017 on, he played at least 15 games. So if Jordan Poyer can stay healthy, that's a four interception season for him. I a thousand percent agree with that. I like him. I like that. I mean, just the fact that he got to that number, not playing even close to a full season, mm-hmm. tells you everything that you need to know about him, right? Like him and Micah Hyde, to, Micah Hyde together are are really good, right? And and yep. they have been really good. Um, I also like, uh, and I was going to look at this with with you guys. Is James Bradbury is sitting there at two and a half as well? You look at what he's done over the last pretty much throughout his entire career, but the last four years specifically, three, three, four, and three. Uh, he ended up getting injured last year as well. I, I like that number over two and a half also. It feels like two and a half is a very common uh, line in terms mm-hmm. of the interception prop set. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you know, I, I agree. I like the Bradbury. I mean, he's going to be the best DB on probably – you know, not a great defense. I would say this season you got to remember he got picked on a little bit last season, so I think that there's you know a chance that he could probably go over that total. I wouldn't hate that look at all. Um, there's a couple guys like I mean, all these just seem so low. But well, Justin Fitz, Justin Simmons, and Minka Fitzpatrick both had six interceptions last year. Their total sitting at three and a half. I mean, those are two right there that you look at. I don't necessarily think they could have six picks again this year, but coming off of those types of seasons, I mean, those Simmons had. Six picks in just 12 games on top of that. So if anybody out of those two, just because you're getting the three and a half, seeing the six that he had last year in 12 games, similar to something like Jordan Poyer, you look at the the amount of interceptions that came in such a smaller sample size, given you missed some time, that that, that at least makes you comfortable know there's probably a, a, a wider gap, a little more of a parachute for you there just because he hit that number with so few games played. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you offer a big enough catalog like this. Like, I would post these small numbers, too. You know what I mean? Because turnovers are so fluky. They're the yep. hardest thing in football to predict. That's why, like, you know you know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the numbers last year when we talked college football, USC's defense was terrible. But they won a bunch of games because they took the football away. It's just so fluky, and it's so tough to to do it back-to-back years and to predict and to duplicate. So that's why it's tough with these, with the with the picks, the interceptions. It's it's also just one of those things where it can be frustrating because if you can look at what somebody did last year, don't think that like offenses don't know oh, yeah. that like Justin Simmons had six picks in 12 games, and you may be more likely to not throw his direction, which then drops that number and puts you into more of the, uh, the Revis Island Sauce Gardner situation, where then that number plummets just drastically. Oh, yeah. I mean, Plus, like, Justin Simmons already has a groin injury as well. Yep. Yep. That's what I was going to say. That's the other thing is, like, injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I would love to play – like, you play T.J. Watt sacks every single season, but the problem is if he gets hurt week two – and you don't see him again. Thomas, he still hits big numbers in the well, yeah, sacks even when he's yeah, hurt. It's what's crazy. Yeah, exactly. I would just rather play these guys to win defensive player of the year. Yeah. Do you guys think we're ever going to see, or when's the next time do you think we see a defensive player of the year as a DB or a safety, though? Because Stefan Gilmore, we saw it in 2019. He had a ridiculous season. But it's just a different league now. 
You know, I mean, these DBs, it's so hard for them to even do their job. Mm-hmm. And it's a pass rusher's award now. I mean, you got all these guys yeah. like Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt. I mean, um, and then Bosa. like dudes that we don't yeah, Nick Bosa, like guys we don't even talk about that could have double digit sack seasons like Jalen Phillips, Rashawn Gary. I just I don't think we're going to see it for a long time.